0: This is Roger Penske, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, sponsored by Penske Truck Rental. IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, AutoWeek, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy as we begin our fourth season of giving IndyCar fans a behind-the-scenes look at the NTT IndyCar Series and the drivers that compete in the Indianapolis 500. The new year means it's back to work for the teams in the NTT IndyCar Series, For some of the drivers, they will compete later this month in the Rolex 24 at Daytona. But for the team members, they will prepare the cars that will be sent in the competition, beginning with the March 10th Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. IndyCar held its annual content days at the JW Marriott in Indianapolis from January 10th through the 11th, and Pit Pass Indy was there. One of the drivers who is always happy to share his opinions is Graham Rahal of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing. Rahal was one of five drivers who met with senior officials of IndyCar and the Penske Corporation at St. Elmo's Steakhouse in Indianapolis earlier that week. I had a chance to talk to Rahal in Indianapolis as the 35-year-old driver gives his thoughts on a variety of subjects ranging from IndyCar to what the Chicago Bears should do with quarterback Justin Fields now that the team has the first pick in the NFL draft. The Ohio State Buckeyes fan also gave his thoughts on bitter rival Michigan winning the national championship in the college football playoff in this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, the always interesting Graham Rahal. Graham, it's early January. We're getting <laughs> ready for the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series mm-hmm. season. But that's not going to start till March the 10th. But uh, all the drivers are here. IndyCar content day is going on in Indianapolis. What are some of the things you're focusing on this early in the off season? A lot of fans think nothing happens during this time, but there's an awful lot that happens. What are some of the things you're doing? It's busy
1: right now. There's a lot happening. Um, you know, I think uh, it's uh, it's exceptionally busy. Um, you know, people are are working hard, particularly our team. I mean, we we everybody knows our struggles at Indy and some of those deals last year. So now, you know, we're pretty locked in to try to make sure we we don't have a have a repeat of that and you know, and then beyond that, I mean, uh, naturally, we've got uh, we've got a lot of work to do just to catch up in other places and other regards. I mean, we've got, um, you know, our street course package wasn't good enough last year, so we've got some work to do there. Um, clearly, our road course package got better, but there's probably still some more things to be learned and competitive, particularly on the tire degradation side, to be gained. And so uh, uh, we're going to put our heads down and continue to work hard here. I mean, th- it never stops. I mean... You know, we've been working hard on sponsorship. We've been working hard on the indie recovery plan. We've been working hard on, you know, hiring people. Um, we had a lot of turnover in the winter, but there's a lot of new people, you know, that are out there to be hired. And uh so we've it's taken us kind of all over the map to uh, to try to locate those.
0: IndyCar has had a lot of things that they've needed to work through, one of which was the hybrid assist unit, which mm-hmm. was going to be introduced at the beginning of the season but that has now been delayed until middle of the season. At the time, the announcement was made. A lot of the fans viciously complained about that, but yet if you put it within reason, you haven't had a chance to test it yet. Well, I haven't even had a chance to test
1: it, but also like I said to you guys a minute ago in the media scrum is that people don't, you know, people that are sitting there that are not – invested in invested the sport. but yeah. actually like in the sport they don't realize the struggles that we've had to get parts and its suppliers and everybody goes oh IndyCar, car indie car car it's not IndyCar. car it's suppliers and and it's not even and for those suppliers they may be banking on suppliers of theirs to get the parts there's so many levels to this and as i said to you guys in my businesses um I've noticed it and we felt it over the last 18 months, almost gotten worse than it did during the COVID days. And so, you know, for me, um, to be quite frank, like I think it was the right thing to do to delay it. Would we have liked to see that maybe earlier? Sure. Sure. Um, you know, but RLL hasn't had any, any time at all with the hybrid. I don't think a lot of teams have. And so for the teams that have, it's still going to be an advantage when we switch over to it because of the mass and obviously the dry line loss and all the other things, all the other aspects, aspects that will go with it. Um, but it was the right decision. Um, you know, we, we soldier on, we focus forward and, you know, try to make sure that we, that we put, uh put a good product on the track when the time does come.
0: Some people think that it might make a little more sense and be a little more fair to do it at the beginning of the 2025 season rather than in the middle of a season when you have two different formulas. I How I do agree. you feel on
1: that? I agree. In my in you know, my personal opinion is that I would like to I think, you know, waiting till 2025 wouldn't be a bad thing. But I don't, that's not going to happen. It, it'll be introduced here mid-season.
0: You were part of a small group of drivers that met with IndyCar Senior Management, with management of Penske Entertainment and the Penske Corporation to talk about IndyCar and a lot of the things that they're doing to, for the future. What are some of the things that you can tell us came out of that dinner?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't say much, you know, out of respect, right? I feel honored. I feel honored that that they call me, Um you know, that I'm one of the few guys that gets the opportunity to sit in that meeting. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, you know, but for me, you know, I thought there was a lot of good things. I thought, I, I think there's positive to come. I think people are going to see a lot of positive things to come. And uh, and that should be the focus. You know, sometimes the initial announcement, sometimes our lack of patience overall, as, as which is human nature, um, those things hurt us a little bit. And so I think it'll be interesting to see what comes out and the, and the reaction over the next couple months.
0: Very important area that needs to be addressed in the first quarter of the season is IndyCar's television partner for 2025. Mm -hmm. Right now, they have a really good platform with NBC where there's various platforms that NBC can use to promote IndyCar. NBC gets the eyeballs. It's a major network. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get renewed. So how do you feel about how important this decision is going to be?
1: Well, I think it's really critical for the next handful of years of the sport and where we go. Um, it's important for the sponsorship side. It's important for a lot of different aspects. So I think it is important. And and um, I, I I think, you know, NBC has been a good partner. Um, and so I'm sure there's some loyalty to that, too. Um at the end of the day, in today's world, relationships should matter. And I think the Penskys appreciate that. And so I think it'll be interesting to see who they who they so choose. But as I said in there too, I think it's a it's a very fine line between eyeballs and revenue. You know, you can go to a streaming platform all the time and you can get the money, but you're not gonna get the eyeballs. So what is most important to me? You know, I think the eyeballs today are still the most important thing. But you know, but some injection of funds into the series uh, certainly wouldn't hurt too. not only the series, but some of the events. If you look at the NASCAR model, you know, where the tracks get paid, you know, a fee um, that helps a lot. And so it allows them then to spend those tracks, those promoters to spend more money because they've gotten some support.
0: Um, so we'll see what happens. But this is a sponsorship driven sport and sponsorship is very driven by return on investment. And because of that eyeballs, probably are gonna be a little more important than rights fees. So Yeah, that's that, what I think. Yes.
1: That's what I think. Um but I don't make those decisions, so we'll see, Bruce.
0: As far, though, as the returning to prominence, especially after the way things went at last year's Indianapolis 500, one of the crushing disappointments of your career, you were able to get into the race as a uh, replacement driver for the injured Stefan Wilson, but in a lot of ways, for as much as that's a month you would like to forget, you learned a lot that can help the organization. What were some of the things you learned?
1: Learned a ton, and I think even beyond that, um, I think that we, we, um, it woke us up. It woke us up. And it's sad that it took that to wake us up, but it woke us up. And I'm excited to see, you know, where we go from here. I'm excited to see what this year has in store for us. I mean, you know, it was a brutal month for me. Um, I don't want to live it again, but I did live it. Uh, and I learned from it. We all learned from it. And so, uh, Onward, you know, onward.
0: And one time when you were the young 17 year old son of uh, Indy 500 winner Bobby Ray Hall, and you were beginning your Indy car career with Newman Haas Lanigan, you were the future as far as driving goes. Right now, you're 35. You still got a lot of years left in you as a driver, but you can also be part of the future as far as team ownership, team management. And how important is that to bring in newer, younger? Team ownership. Oh, I think it's
1: critical. It's uh it's something we gotta all be focused on in the future is to get youth involved in the ownership side of the of the uh of the sport and of the business. And um, you know, hopefully we can hopefully we can make that happen. That's that was one of the topics last night is is you know, that I brought up is just the future. I mean, what are we how do we solidify this for owners as we go forward? And so uh we're certainly gonna certainly gonna try to do that. But yeah, I'm I'm one of the few. I'm kind of in a unique spot in that regard. Um you know, but I, I, it is something that I
0: have my eye on. IndyCar's growth has been very impressive 27 to 28 full time car driver combinations. A lot of these tracks don't have pit lanes that can handle all that. I believe you said earlier that yeah. uh, we may be at a point where we can't take any new entries. That's a positive, but in some ways, that's how what does I IndyCar would say. Address
1: that? That's what I would say. I think it's a slippery slope. I mean, how many more do you need? I mean, in dad's heyday, it wasn't like they had 40 cars. They never did. They had 22, 24, you know, max, you know. So, in some years, they only had 17, 18. And so, I don't think that you, you know, 27, 28 full-time entries is, whew, you know, mid-Ohio, there's not room for yeah. any more than that. You know, you go to Milwaukee, there's not room for that. Iowa has a long pit lane, but because of the curve and the way that they use it, you know, they trim it down. I mean, so... Uh, you know, there's areas that are going to be a little more challenging. So, uh, you know, we just, I think we need to be aware of that
0: for sure. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Hey,
1: everybody. This is Joseph Newgarden, winner of the 107th Indianapolis 500, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental.
0: Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy. Here's the rest of my exclusive interview with Graham Rahal, of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing for Pit Pass Indy. And of course Graham Ray is a man for all seasons, not just auto racing, huge Ohio State fan when it comes to college football. So I have to ask if you're the-
1: Today's the day that you have to commit to the transfer or to the portal or pro. So I'm waiting to see.
0: Well, the other question I had is if you're the Chicago Bears, what do you do?
1: You can't, in my opinion, why would you get rid of Justin Fields? Do you really think Caleb Williams is better? Like, really? I mean, he's like four inches shorter. And we've seen smaller quarterbacks struggle in the league. Yes. Particularly nowadays. Justin Fields is a magician, just like Caleb Williams. The problem is they shouldn't have to be a magician. You shouldn't be under pressure 68% of your snaps, or whatever the number is. It's outrageous. You shouldn't be. So, yes, can he be more consistent on some of his throws? You know, maybe. Maybe. But the reality of the situation is he certainly doesn't have a lot of help. And I I was cheering for the Bears at the end of the year. You know, I really wanted to see him do well. But, man, I mean, what do you say? Like, what do you do? I mean, in my opinion, it's the, 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 the issues are a lot deeper. I mean, we all saw ball. What was it? Two games ago whoever it was that dropped the pass. I mean, it couldn't hit him more in the hands. Yeah. The dude just drops it. It's like, look, they need a lot more support for Justin than just go get a new quarterback. And I thought Jay Cutler said it best actually yesterday. And the thing I saw from him about, you could go draft a quarterback, but if you don't get him any support, you're just going to be in a worse situation than you are now. And it's going to take you longer to get right. And everybody wants to be harsh on Cutler, but he was really the last time those
0: guys were solid, right?
1: Well, I mean took them to the yeah. didn't they go to the conference championship? Yeah,
0: they they went to the conference championship at Soldier Field in twenty ten and lost to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Because Aaron Rodgers unfortunately does own the Chicago Bears.
1: Pretty much.
0: <laughs> as far though as the first number one pick in the draft has a tremendous amount of capital. You can do what they did with it last year and end yeah. up with well that's more what you do one right? Picks you, and and good players.
1: You trade down to 3 or 4 and you get somebody that needs that. Get some future assets. Trade down to 3 or 4 you're still going to get if if they want a receiver you're still going to have Marvin or you're still going to have a Dunze or whoever you want. Um and you and then you can get some more either get some more picks in that first round or you focus on future rounds. But the reality is like they they need to do that I think more than they need to focus on getting another quarterback.
0: And I really can't let you off the hook without asking you this. <laughs> Lifetime Ohio State Buckeye college football fan. Michigan won the national championship. Yeah. So what? how do you feel? No, I reaction? think it's funny, though, is
1: those guys, They've. T- it's been so long since they've won that they forgot what it feels like. And they are so arrogant now that it drives me nuts. But, uh, you know, uh, but look, I think for Ohio State, it's been great because, you know, to lose to them three times in a row and we should not have lost this year. I mean, a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes this year, and you can't do that. And that's what I think Harbaugh does well. Somebody said to me, oh, Alabama's going to blow them out. I said, I don't think so, because the thing that Michigan this year didn't do, they weren't special. J.J. McCarthy, sorry, I'll just say it. He's not special. He's not special with his arm. Like, he's average. But they don't mess up. They don't mess up. And they will run the ball down your throat, and their defense is solid enough that you're going to have to be a star. And so, to me, you know, I think they did a good job. And, and I am not the type that's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I cheered for Michigan. And I didn't. But you know what? I like to see the Big Ten win the national championship because I'm so sick and tired of hearing about how the Big Ten's terrible and so on and so forth. So, But for Ohio State, it was great because it really rebooted them. They're finally making changes in several coaches. They've gone to the transfer portal, and they've kicked butt. And those are things that every other team has done except for us lately. And so I do think it's been you know good for them to, to light a fire.
0: And how much do you think it'll change to have a 12-team playoff as opposed to a four-team playoff? Because I
1: think the clear thing this year, yes, I'm a homer, but the four best teams this year were Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. And I'll say that all day long. I don't think anybody else was any better than the. But at the end of the day, you're, you know, the committee's left to make a decision. They made a decision. And I don't think the four teams you got in the playoff were the four best. So next year, they can go prove that. And so we'll see.
0: Well, as I said, Graham Rahal is a man for all seasons, but especially the IndyCar season. Graham, good luck in 2024. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thank you. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, Graham Rayhall of Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests helped make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane in IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at BruceMartin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.